This episode is being brought to you by the Speak English with Tiffany Academy. If you are tired of trying to figure out what to study, if you want to get a better job but your English is holding you back, or if you feel stuck at the same English level and you don't know what to do, then the Academy is for you. When you join the Academy, you will get access to a 365-day English lesson plan created specifically for intermediate and advanced English learners. These 365 days of English lessons will cover English vocabulary, American culture, listening skills, fluency, idioms, expressions, and so much more. You will also be able to join a private community where you can practice what you learn with English learners from all around the world. So join today by going to www.speakenglishwithtiffanyacademy.com. Welcome to the Speak English with Tiffany podcast, a podcast especially created for intermediate and advanced English learners. In this podcast, you will hear natural English conversations, learn specific English tips and tricks, and also get to know many different ESL teachers. This podcast will take your English ability to the next level and help you to be more confident and more fluent when you speak in English. Are you ready? Well then, let's jump right in. Hey everyone, this is Teacher Tiffany and I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. In today's episode, I am going to talk with Teacher Julie all about five of the specific English expressions and words that were used during our natural English conversation about eating habits. That's right. In the last episode, we had a great time, but there were so many new words and expressions that we wanted to stop and explain five of them so that you can start sounding like a native English speaker when you talk about your eating habits. So, I know that you are going to enjoy today's episode. Now, before we jump into the episode, I want to remind you about the Weekly English Words membership. That's right, weeklyenglishwords.com. You see, each podcast episode includes tons of new vocabulary words, expressions, and idioms that are used by native English speakers. But you know, as an English learner, it's hard for you to know the correct meanings and how to use the words, expressions, and idioms properly. That's exactly why the Weekly English Words membership was created. As a member, after each podcast episode, you will find an entire section that includes video explanations for more than 25 words and expressions that were used during the episode. As a member, you will also be able to download a PDF that includes the definitions. When I say you won't find this anywhere else on the internet, trust me, I'm not lying. This is something you need if you want to truly speak English fluently and sound like a native English speaker. So again, you can go to www.weeklyenglishwords.com and start learning more today. Remember, the words and expressions will be heard in this episode and you can learn more about them by going to weeklyenglishwords.com. Now, 
Are you ready for this episode? Well then, let's jump right into today's episode. Hey, Julie, how are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing really good. Doing really good this morning. I am looking forward to this conversation because I think that the students are going to learn a lot. You know, in our last conversation, we talked about eating habits. Uh, it was a good conversation. I think we both enjoyed it. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. I think today's topic is also a good one. Yeah. So for what we're going to do today is for students that are listening. So remember, each week we have two episodes. The first episode, we discuss a topic. And then the second episode is where we talk about a few of the expressions and words that were mentioned during that conversation, the first conversation. So, Julie, during our conversation about eating habits, we used a lot of natural expressions and words close to 30 new words and expressions. So students, again, you can always remember if you want to learn all of them, all you have to do is go to weeklyenglishwords.com and teacher Julie has video explanations for each of them when you become a member. But for today, we want to kind of go over five of them, five that we chose that we think are very important for you all to know right now. So Julie, the first one that you and I decided to choose um, is ish, <laughs> I-S-H. Um, <laughs> During the conversation, we, uh, one of us, I can't remember if it was me or you said three meals a day ish. So what is this ish? Because I feel like we use it a lot as native English speakers. Yes. Ish. Yes. So ish is like a, a, it can go at the end of a word or it can get go at the end of a phrase. So it's kind of like a suffix and it basically means approximately or around. Okay. So I think I said that you had asked me how many meals do I eat in a day? And I said three meals a day-ish, which <laughs> means around or approximately three meals a day. But uh, this can be used in many, many, many different situations. Uh, maybe you can give the first example. Sure, sure. Um, so ish, I use it a lot when I'm talking about time. Like if I don't yeah. have a specific time to do something, and like I'm talking to a friend, they're like, oh, well, when are you going to, um, let's say, for example, watch that TV show? And I'm like, eh, maybe around three-ish, like a show that's already come on mm -hmm. is recorded. I don't have an exact time, but around or approximately. So I say ah, three-ish or four-ish. I use it a lot when I'm speaking about time. Um, I think another uh, example would be, okay, not physically time as far as like the time, the numbers, but more about a moment in time. So if someone says, oh, so how long were you in Korea? I'm like, ah, about 10 years-ish, maybe around that time or like five months ago. So yeah. I think we use ish with a lot of time. I don't know if you have any other ones you want to mention. Yeah, for me, I think the most common use is also for time. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very common when you're meeting someone, like you can say, we'll meet around four-ish, we'll meet mm -hmm. around three-ish. Yeah. Um, but I also use it for colors, like when mm -hmm. something is not a clear color. So like if something is bluish or greenish or like a mix of blue and green. So it's yeah. common as well for colors. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. It's a very useful, I guess, <laughs> I don't know, what do we categorize? I feel like it's like slang, but it's not slang. But I guess like technically, I guess it's a suffix because you can put okay. it, for example, yeah. like if I'm kind of hungry, I can say like I'm hungry-ish. True. Like I can put it <laughs> at the end of a word. Um, yeah. yeah. And it basically means like kind of hungry. So I guess if you classify it, it yeah. would be, but it's very um, informal. So yeah. It is informal. Like, please don't go to meetings guys and say, yeah, it's about four ish. 
Well, I guess depending on who you're in the meeting with, you can yeah. use it. But yeah, it is informal. All right. Well, the next one we had, again, students, please use this. You can use it in regular conversation and it'll make you sound like a native English speaker. Um, the second one we used during the conversation was a set breakfast. So set is kind of the word that we want to look at. So what does it mean to have like a set breakfast or a set meal time or why we use that word set in there mm -hmm. um so first we'll just i think before i explain it we can just look at the word set alone so normally when you have a set of something um it's just like a kit almost mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh but when you have when you use the word set to talk about meals it's basically a fixed um menu so mm -hmm. you can have a set breakfast a set dinner a set menu and a lot of like restaurants uh have a set menu i think like fancier high-end fine dining restaurants you might yes. find like a set menu for dinner where you don't order you basically go there and the mm. menu is fixed so the restaurant has determined the menu so they have different courses for you um <clears throat> they have appetizers they have main courses mm -hmm. maybe they have a dessert and sides and the menu is just presented to you as it is like you don't change it or choose so this yeah. is a set yeah. menu yeah yeah so yeah. a set breakfast is basically that it's just this a breakfast that is decided already. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think uh, you could also use it too. I was thinking about like, if you're going to do something, say, hey, this is a set date. Like we can't change mm -hmm. the date. It's not going to fluctuate. It's going to be this date or this time. So I think it's very useful. And it's kind of like everyone understands once you say a set dot, dot, dot. Okay. Yeah. That means it's not going to change. So it's very useful. I think it's very useful. Um, yeah. I know I think for a lot of times parents try to have a set time for their children, whether it be for a meal or be for some activity because children need um, consistency or like a schedule. So I think parents also try to have a set schedule for their kids. I know my sister, so my nieces are four and 11 and you know now because of the pandemic, they're at home. So it's kind of, even though they're in school online, it's still kind of like a homeschool situation. So she had yeah. to make a set schedule for my nieces, something that wouldn't change to give them stability. So yeah, yeah. It, it's basically like something that's not flexible, and mm -hmm. it's very common for a schedule for time. And mm -hmm. while you were talking about it, um, the expression "set in stone" also came to mind. Mm -hmm. um, so if something is set in stone, like a plan, yeah. then it's absolutely not flexible. You can't change it. So this word "set" is. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically something that isn't flexible. You don't change it. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about it is what it is before. But again, like I, I wanted to say that too. It's like we use that a lot. <laughs> I just thought it when we said it, like we use it a lot. But um, yeah, I agree. It is something that it is what it is. Like it's just set in stone. I like that expression too. Mm -hmm. Um. All right. So we had ish. We have set. And now number three cut sweets out of my diet. This is also something we say a lot. So to cut something out. So the expression is kind of like cut something out. Um, I guess I can explain this one and then I'll let you kind of give examples. Um, so when you cut something out, it literally just means to remove something. So that's the easiest way to understand it for those listening to remove something. So uh, yesterday when we were having this, I'm sorry, the last episode, we had this conversation you said cut something out of your diet. You said cut sweets out of your diet. It means to remove them from your diet. So we talked about, you know, things that we enjoy eating and sometimes sweets uh, are very enjoyable, but like there are moments when we want to kind of cut back 
or remove things. So you say, ah, cut sweets out of my diet. So I don't know if you have any other examples you wanted to give for that one, cut something out of something. Yeah. So right now um, you just mentioned cut back. So mm -hmm. I want to just clarify that there's a slight difference between these two. So cut out, it's like you completely remove it or cancel it mm -hmm. um, or you omit from your diet. Mm -hmm. uh, but to cut back, it's like to reduce. Mm -hmm. So it's also very common um, to cut back on like drinking, smoking. This is very common. Mm -hmm. Usually cut out. I think it's more commonly used for a diet. Like when you totally stop eating mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. True, true. Very true. Um, do we only use it for diet? I was trying to think of any other ways we could use this cut out. I know we said diet, we said smoking and drinking. Is mm -hmm. it mainly for like negative habits or is there any other time we can use it just to give the students more examples? I'm trying to think as you were talking like- Yeah, any other um, I think that generally it's for negative things. Like that's what I use it for. I'm trying to think of others as well. Like, um, no, I think it's mainly used for- yeah. reducing negative habits or like breaking negative habits yeah breaking bad habits yeah. yeah yeah that's another good expression breaking a habit i think that's another good one breaking a habit um it go uh, same meaning like stopping not doing something that is negative like let's not do that anymore break that habit so mm -hmm. i when i was younger i used to bite my nails a lot whenever i was thinking i would bite my nails just as i was thinking and my mom used to always say stop doing that so it was hard for me to break that habit so I had yeah. to stop doing it. But yeah, that's a good one to break a habit. All right. You guys are getting a lot of good expressions in this episode, guys. Um, let's see. The next one is it's in your face. Something is in your face. What does in your face usually mean? In your face. So in this, uh, with this expression in the last episode, I think that we were talking about organic foods um from what i recall yep. and we were kind of saying we were discussing like whether organic foods are a trend mm -hmm. or why they're becoming more popular and i said that they're sort of in your face yes. so this means that <laughs> everywhere you go you see them like mm -hmm. you can't escape it it means that you're exposed to something or you're mm -hmm. shown something over and over and over again so mm -hmm. um yeah, this is very useful for many, many, many things. Like you could use this expression like in your face for mm -hmm. advertisements that you mm -hmm. see all the time or ads that you see often. Um, but I think there are also other ways to use this expression, not the same way that we did in the last episode. Yes, I think for um, to add to that, like in your face, something that is so obvious we can also say like hey it's in your face like it's really in your face so it's not literally that it's in your face like close to you but it's so obvious it you can't miss it basically like it's in your face um i think you can use it in certain situations now i'm trying to think um of situations that would happen maybe in real life where um Someone is doing something and they're not trying to hide it. Like, hey, it's in your face. Like whatever they're doing, they're trying to be obvious. It's in your face. Like what they're doing is in your face. So I think it's uh, just- It's, it's kind of like explicit as well. Mm -hmm. Like if they're not trying to hide what they're doing mm -hmm. and like they're doing something explicitly. And yeah. like, we also use this when um, it, it's a, it's a slightly different expression, but like if you're fighting or arguing with someone yeah. and they're close to you, like they're, 
in close proximity to you. Yeah. Uh, we say like, get out of my face. Right. Mm -hmm. Even though they're not literally in your face, they're like right. close <laughs> to you or they're right. too close uh, for comfort. Like they're too close. Yeah. They're too close for your liking. Um, yeah. They could be like a meter away, but you right. still <laughs> like, get out of your face. Um, exactly. Yeah, like if something is like being shoved in your face, it's like you're shown this information again and again. Yeah. But if a person is in your face, they're just standing physically too close to you and they're making you angry or uncomfortable. So yeah. we use it for both. I think that's something interesting too when it comes to culture. I realized that, you know, I think we've talked about this several episodes ago about like the personal space. Like we have this kind of bubble in Western culture. So we don't like people to get into our personal space if we're not close. And it feels like they're in our face. Even like you said, they may not physically be in our face, but if they're within that bubble, it's like you need to kind of back up. You're a little too close. Um, so yeah, we talked about that before too with the culture. And I say that because when I was overseas, the personal space, that bubble didn't exist yeah. <laughs> at all. So the being in someone's face, it really wasn't uh, as big of a deal as it is for us in Western culture. It did happen, but it normally was when someone was angry and they were about to start fighting. Um, mm -hmm. But in general, walking around, if someone was close to a, another person, they weren't really bothered as we are in Western culture. Yes. So, I think like it, it kind of provokes us when mm. people are standing too close, yeah. like even if they're not doing anything, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> Like it provokes you. I don't know. Not everyone. Not everyone. I'm speaking about Western culture. Like not me yes. necessarily. But like, yeah, I, I've seen especially men like get really yes. defensive and they're uncomfortable when people stand too close. It's it's interesting. There's something it feels like something is triggered. Like again, like for me as well. Like I'm okay. Like if it's my friends, people I know, I don't really mind. But if someone I don't know is just coming closer and it's like, well, can I help you? Are you okay? Like, it's not immediate, like, I want to fight, but it's like, you're just a little bit too close. I don't know if you wanted to tell me something or you just, you're just a little too close. Maybe you should back up or mm -hmm. I will actually step back a little bit. Like if it's not a situation where there's any argument or disagreement going on, the person just talking to me, if I feel a little bit uncomfortable with the, the distance, I'll, you know, like either laugh and lean back a lot <laughs> and then slowly step back. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting the feeling you yeah. get when someone's too close. <laughs> it's really going into my last, uh, the last expression, not my cup of tea. Having <laughs> someone too close. So uh, the last expression is not my cup of tea. So what does this kind of mean when we say not my cup of tea? Because we do use this a lot, but what does that mean? Not yeah. my cup of tea. Yeah, this expression, uh, it just means that it's not my favorite thing and I don't really like it. Mm. Uh, so yeah, we say it's not my cup of tea. It's not my thing. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They kind of mean the same, but yes, you yeah. can use this about to talk about absolutely anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can use this to talk about food. Like in the last episode, we were talking about eating habits and food. Um, and that's how this expression came up. So you can use it for for absolutely anything, music, food, sports, art. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any topic that you don't really like, uh, yeah. it's kind of a softer way to say like, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. I like that last one. It's a softer way of saying that it's true. I think you covered the whole, the whole gamut of everything for this <laughs> expression. Like you can use it really whenever you're talking about things you don't like. So not my cup of tea. So let me ask you this then, Julie. Um, can you tell me something that's not your cup of tea right now? Like, ah, it's okay, but it's not really my cup of tea. 
Uh, I I don't know. There are ma- there are many things that I don't really like, but um, this is true. I guess food. I have I have a hard time thinking of food I don't like. I love food, so I can't. I know we were talking about food, but um, yeah. okay. In terms of movies, I would say okay. that horror horror movies mm. are not my cup of tea. Like I can I attempt to watch them if I have no choice. Yeah, uh, but I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Okay, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, for me speaking about food i'll do one about food then um uh, it's this chocolate spread it's a british thing it's um what is the name of it ah, it's a ch- i don't know if you guys a do chocolate it chocolate spread it's a they, like they put it on bread like they they put it on bread like nutella in, right yes nutella nutella, nutella it's italian is, not it's what it's Italian, but they I mean they yeah. eat it all the time in Canada though. So I'm like, I'm not Canada. Um like my British friends eat it all yeah. the time. So I'm like it's not my cup of tea. Like I've tried it and I'm like, Meh. nope, it's not for me. I don't the it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, I don't love it either. I like it. I like it, but it's very rich. Mm. Um it's mm. good. Like a little bit is okay, but yeah. Huh. I'm not a fan like on bread. I'm like, eh, this is not my cup of tea. But again, it's an example <laughs> of something that it's not bad, it's just like I personally don't like it, but it's not a bad thing. It's just like yes. your preference. So it's a good mm-hmm. way of also saying, telling somebody your preference and the negative side. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a good one. All right. We're going to do it now. Do you want to go first or second? I would like <laughs> to go second today. <laughs> okay. All right. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about. So at the end, whenever we explain uh, five expressions, we come back and we try to use all five expressions or words in one example. So uh, again, the expressions are ish, set, uh, number three, cut something out, number four, in your face, and number five, not my cup of tea. Ooh, this is a tricky one. All right. Uh, I'll try to do it by the topic of eating habits. Okay. So, um, okay. Oof, this is really tricky. <laughs> it is really <laughs> tricky. Actually, I think like I'm trying to connect some of them right now and some of them like I can think of, but I'm, I'm, yeah. Okay. I'll try. I'll try. Here we go. All right. I am a a healthy-ish person, right? I try to eat good. I try to eat well, have balanced meals. I have a set time for breakfast in the morning, normally at seven o'clock. And I feel that breakfast is a very important meal. So I have a set breakfast time every morning. Um, Sometimes it's not easy to stick to a set schedule throughout the day, like for lunch and dinner. Um, because I kind of snack sometimes. So I'm trying to cut snacks out of my diet. It's not easy though. Um, it's not, it it gets harder when there are so many snacks available in the pantry in my house, because the the snacks are just in my face whenever I go downstairs to the kitchen. Um, but what has been helping me recently is there is a new snack in our pan, in my pantry. And it's, um, it's kind of this, chocolatey um chip thing it, i don't really like it it's not really my cup of tea now <laughs> i did it but part of that was not true i was trying to <laughs> i was a struggle part of it but i did it okay <laughs> you did it you did it that's what matters that's what Thank matters you, you. <laughs> you want to try <laughs> i will give it a go yes i will okay. give it a go so okay. <clears throat> um I'm going to talk about set menus in restaurants. Okay. okay. In my opinion. Of set <laughs> okay, okay. All right. So uh-huh. when it comes to set 
menus, set menus in restaurants. Um, I think that, no, I need to say. Okay, <laughs> listen, you already got a yellow card, Julie. You went out. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. All right. All right. Let's start again. Let's start again. Okay. Yeah, I know so, it's stressful. When it comes, okay, set menus in restaurants are not my cup of tea because mm-hmm. I don't like um, food that I don't want being shoved in my face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I prefer to make my own choices, of course. I think that it's, it's, it's easy. It makes your choice easy, but only. <laughs> you can do it. You can um... do it. <laughs> what are you doing? It makes, yes, it makes your choice easy, but it's also a little bit. Um... <laughs> I was going to say easy ish, but it's extremely easy because you don't have another choice. Yeah. So oh, it's, saying, yeah. It's easy-ish. It's easy-ish. Uh-huh. Like it's easy, but it might not be, you know, your first uh, choice, uh-huh. especially if there's something on the menu that you are trying to cut out of your diet and okay. you have no choice but to eat it. Okay, good, good. Now, Julie, <laughs> I would give you an A plus, Thank but I have to give you an A minus. Okay. Because they're I, I, I stumbled a little bit. I stumbled a little I, bit. With the the stumbles are okay, but I was like, <laughs> I didn't know we could go out of order. I'm going to have to do that next time. I went out of order last time and you didn't notice. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, Julie. Yeah. I think out of order is fair. Okay. You think it's fair? Okay. Well, we'll still give you A minus. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, I do hope you enjoyed uh, the struggles that me and Julie experienced trying to make the examples, but Hopefully you also enjoyed the explanations. Uh, These are really useful expressions uh, as you're trying to speak English fluently. Julie, thank you so much as always for joining. I appreciate it and enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. (laughs) All right, I'll talk to you next time. Bye. (laughs) Bye. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you want to see video explanations for all of the words and expressions that were used in today's episode, All you have to do is join the weekly English Words membership by going to www.weeklyenglishwords.com. Once again, that's www.weeklyenglishwords.com. This has been Teacher Tiffany with the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. Until next time, remember to speak English.